Welcome to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we try to cut through the noise and help you make sense of the chaotic information space around us. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. On this episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, we cover the extremists in Alternative for Germany, or AFD, and the support that they've been receiving from Russia. We'll also have the latest on the Trump-DeSantis troll war, as well as the right's increasingly dubious use of the term groomer, and more. If you like what you're hearing, please give us a rating and a review on the app that you're listening on. Be sure to subscribe at didnothingwrongpod.com to get our content straight into your inbox. All of our work is free, but we're extremely grateful for paid subscriptions and donations that ensure that we can keep doing this important work. Thank you. Before we get started, just a quick bit of housekeeping. We're doing a survey to see what you'd like more of on the Did Nothing Wrong pod, and we're giving out stickers if you respond. We'll also be drawing three names at random for your choice of a free shirt or a coffee mug. Just go to our website at didnothingwrongpod.com and look for the survey tab at the top. It's that easy. Thanks again for your support, and now on with the show. There's a bit of news coming out of Germany that I did want to mention because some of the threats and concerns there parallel what we're seeing in the United States. The story has to do with the increasing scrutiny over the Alternative for Germany or AFD party. They're a far-right anti-immigrant party, and they've received covert and overt support from the Russian government in the past. They're also quite friendly with some of the usual suspects over at the well, you might say far right, you might say fash friendly mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> fellows at the New York Young Republican Club, which held an event in New York City last year. And it brought together quite a few domestic and international fascists, some of whom are members of the AFD party. I actually wrote about this at the time. So let me read a little bit of that here. I was talking about who all was there at the New York Young Republican Club event. And I said another attendee at the NYYRC event was Gerald Gross, a member of the Austrian Freedom Party who went on Russia Today in July 2022 and said sanctions against Russia enacted by the EU after Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine needed to be immediately lifted. There were also two AFD members at the event, Nicolas Fest and Maximilian Kra. Both men voted against labeling Russia as a state sponsor of terror in the EU resolution approved by the body in late November of 2022. Shocker. Shocker. While the vote was largely symbolic, they were joined in opposing the measure by a number of other apologists for the Kremlin, most especially from members of Marine Le Pen's National Rally Party. So you may recall that Marine Le Pen's party received rather Mm. overt uh, funding from a Russian bank that had ties to the Russian military. Marine Le Pen, prior to the 2017 election where she faced off against Emmanuel Macron. She visited Moscow, said some nice things about Putin. He said some nice things about her. And these people in Marine Le Pen's orbit are rather friendly with Alexander Dugan, who uh, I think we're fairly familiar Mm -hmm. with, a far-right pro-Kremlin ideologue who 
has been a big advocate for Putin's war in Ukraine. So these are uh, not subtle individuals, and the members of the AFD party have gone on events with Marine Le Pen's friends to Crimea, to various places in occupied Ukraine, to Russia. Sometimes the Russian government has actually paid for the flights of the Ooh. AFD members. <laughs> that's just the stuff we know about. It is it is not subtle. And again, the Kremlin loves to paint the Ukrainians as, oh, they're all Nazis. But meanwhile, all of these Nazi-friendly or just avowed fascist parties in Europe that keep getting funding and forging friendships over there with pro-Kremlin officials or propagandists. Gosh, it's almost like they don't mean any of it. Almost. And, you know, we could probably go on talking about these people for quite a while, but it seems to me that these people really aren't much different than the pro-Trump crowd at this point. The main difference is that the German government's willingness to call the AFD what they are. And the government recently labeled the youth wing of the AFD an extremist movement after a four-year investigation. They did. And here's a CNN report on this story. Germany's intelligence services already have the right to monitor the far-right AFD party the first time authorities have taken such a step against a political party since the Nazi era. Now they have taken aim at the AFD's youth faction, whose members are as young as 14. CNN has been taking a closer look at the group. Germany's domestic intelligence agency, the Federal Office for the Protection of the Constitution, or BFV, in April labeled the group as extremist after four years of investigation. In a statement in April, the intelligence agency deemed the AFD's youth wing, the young alternative for Germany, as clearly xenophobic and propagating a racial concept of society based on basic biological assumptions. It deemed the group was likely to adopt a quote, non-peaceful behavior, unquote, towards people perceived as foreign. The move, which doesn't apply to the parent party AFD, is as far as the state can go aside from an outright ban. German authorities are now able to monitor and intercept JA mail correspondence, phone calls, and online conversations. It can also limit members' ability to get employment in the public sector and make it more difficult to obtain licenses for weapons. And the AFD has, of course, denounced this and rejects the label. But based on everything we know, it sounds like the right call. The CNN article goes on to say, but Johannes Kess, a sociologist specializing in right-wing extremism at the University of Leipzig in eastern Germany, says the new labeling is not only justified, but long overdue. Quote, the youth wing of the AFD is, in my view, an extremist and anti-democratic organization, he told CNN. He believes that the JA is more extreme than its sister party because, quote, we have many individuals in the youth wing with clear links to neo-Nazis, unquote, which he says is evident from the opinions expressed in public and in conversations on social media. Germany's interior minister, Nancy Faeser, has also condemned the JA, accusing it of, quote, spreading nothing but hatred and exclusion. She described members as, quote, intellectual arsonists whose danger, quote, nobody should underestimate. 
The group's anti-migrant ideology is clear in an advert for the party posted on Facebook in March. The post states, Germans are now right at the bottom of the hierarchy of victims in our society. Yeah, it sounds quite familiar to us here, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. The American right is very closely aligned with this way of thinking. And I think that the only reason we're not seeing the U.S. government taking more aggressive actions like this is because of the First Amendment and the fact that free speech absolutists on Twitter have effectively cowed the government into not rocking the boat in this way. Yeah, I would point out that uh, there were a few political consultants who worked on Ted Cruz's and Donald Trump's campaigns, at least in 2016, who later went on to work for the AFD, making the same sort of anti-immigrant screed. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not too surprising and... It's it's really the same message, and these people uh, love it. It's almost like there's a global grift circuit and a global circuit of people who are willing to pay for this kind of stuff. You can go to Germany, Austria, Brazil. Wow. Any number of places. Yeah, the, the hate is popular, and the hate is spreading, and the hate is profiting. Mm-hmm. And at least Germany is willing to say so. Here in the United States, we do appear to be a bit paralyzed by fear, and the extremists do and will continue to exploit this. Anytime the government tries to fight back, the hysterical pearl clutching goes into overdrive, there are smear campaigns and harassment ensues, and then the government backs down and nothing ultimately gets done. Honestly, like they did this with neo-Nazi Groiper leader Nick Fuentes when he got put on the no-fly list. You had Glenn Greenwald and Tucker Carlson and so many others cry foul. How could the government do this? Oh my God, the censorship. Oh my God, they're trying to cancel him. Nick did nothing wrong. And then long after the story had faded from memory, we find out that Fuentes got put on the no-fly list because he threatened to murder a flight attendant. Yeah, gosh, seems warranted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So anyway, good work, Germany. Uh, United States, let's uh, let's step it up a bit. One day at a time. Well, (laughs) the here here we go into the real meat of the matter. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of allies of the AFD, Gavin Wax, the president of the aforementioned New York Young Republican Club, became one of the central figures in the rapidly heating up troll war being waged online between Trump and DeSantis supporters. That's right. Now that. Ron or Rob or whatever that guy's name is, has officially declared himself a candidate for president in 2024. The gloves are off and it's quickly gotten pretty stupid out there, folks. Yeah, it turns out that Gavin Wax, in addition to whatever he does as head of the New York Young Republican Club, also had some sort of job working for the right wing air quotes around this satire (laughs) site, the Babylon (laughs) Bee. Uh, with their one joke. Uh, <laughs> here's how it started. So one one of the well-known pro-DeSantis trolls on Twitter is a guy whose pseudonym is Max Nordau. He wrote on Twitter that Gavin Mario Wax used to receive a paycheck that was financed by Ho Wan Kwok, also known as Miles Ooh. Guo. Ask him about it. And that's that's true. That's also the guy that pays Steve Bannon and paid Posobiec and a bunch of other MAGA influencers. So Gavin Wax 
quote tweeted this and said, hey, Christina Pushaw, who's the ex-DeSantis press secretary, who's now on his his presidential campaign. Hey, Christina Pushaw, why did you like this tweet? Is there something wrong with the fact that I worked at Getter? Mm-hmm. And Getter was or is not clear, owned by Miles Guo. And Wax finished that up by saying, between arguing with 16-year-olds and now this – Dot, 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 lowly losers. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Yeah. And then I guess he didn't get the response he wanted. So he just went ahead and tweeted, hey, Christina Pushaw, what's your fucking problem? (laughs) Real stable. Real stable, this guy. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then it still, I guess, not getting the response he wanted. Uh, She replied to someone else who had pointed out that DeSantis gave money to the Babylon Bee. And she said, among other things, this is from more than a year ago when DeSantis's reelect paid for ads on conservative sites. Why leave that out? Yeah, why, <laughs> why, would, why would Trump supporters leave out Shut context? And, oh, wow, and I can't imagine. I know, They're really I know. slipping. And, and Christina Pushaw would never nope. do that herself. Because Ron DeSantis is the is the, the gentle moderate mm-hmm. conservative, and there was a bit more we had. So apparently, the CEO of the Babylon Bee got on Twitter and said, hey, "You know, hey Gavin Wax, why are you why are you tweeting like this at a woman?" And essentially, Wax said something about well, being accused of of crimes and and smeared online, and then he got. Fired by Seth Dillon, the head of the Babylon Bee on Twitter. I mean, it just turned into like a full scale. Everybody on on MAGA side with Gavin Wax attacking the DeSantis people and them throwing it back. And it was it was it was pretty much a main event for at mm-hmm. least like two or three days. And they were all it? into it. It was amazing. Like every single person on the DeSantis side jumped in. Every single person from the New York Young Republican Club was in there. Vish Burrow was finding everything he could find and throwing it at the wall. It just was amazing to watch them go at each other. And, you know, Laura Loomer got involved. It was just this, please keep going. Please keep going. This is going to make <laughs> Bernie Hillary in 2016 look like a verse of Kumbaya by the time this all gets done because, wow, you are just being horrible to each other. And we've still got a year plus before the the convention. This is amazing. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. Keep going. And uh, if you're watching at home, feel free to archive all these tweets because, honestly, eventually one of these either Trump or DeSantis is going to win. And then all Mm -hmm. these people are going to magically stop fighting and they're going to be best friends and they're going to be getting checks from the same person. And then it's just going to be funny to point out like brilliant to remind them of it. Yeah. You said that guy (laughs) fucked his mom. (laughs) Cause that's the level this has gone to. We're at the level of like, these people are throwing Uh all the personal insults at each other. They're calling each other every name in the book. And again, they're all going to be on the same team at some point. So it'll be really fun to remind them of that when that happens. I, d- I don't want to call it kayfabe because it's mm-hmm. real enough. There are These people are definitely on one team or the other, and they want to win because if you're pro-Trump now and Trump wins, well, you're probably going to get a bigger job and a more money, bigger office, or at least you hope so. Mm-hmm. And the same for DeSantis. They want to be in the door early and and ride that wave. 
But at the end of the day, they got to eat and this is what yep. they do for a living. So they're going to go back to owning libs eventually. But like, let's let's just go ahead and oh, save yeah. all these tweets where. <laughs> yeah, it, you're it's, woke. No, you're you. woke. And, you're a, no, I'm you're not a fake you're Christian. Woke. No, you're a fake Christian. <laughs> they have the best insults over there. Let me tell you, it's uh, we've, we've got a lot yeah. of choice insults here. And, you know, you can just go back and Twitter and you can go back and look. It's just amazing. I mean. This is this is where Laura Loomer accused Ron DeSantis of murdering his sister. Loomer is accusing Ron DeSantis of promoting Chinese propaganda. Uh, Laura is Trump's strongest soldier, whether she actually works for him or not at this point. I, I'm sure she quote unquote yep. doesn't, but man, he could have no no stronger defender out there on the on the information warfare battlefield than Laura Loomer. Oh man, it's amazing. There's just so much of this stuff. And the one that really got me was, this is from Laura Loomer. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. DeSantis supporters say that you aren't allowed to criticize Jill DeSantis because she claims she had cancer. I've never seen the medical records, but they have no problem attacking Melania Trump. Personally, I think Jill's health has been over-exaggerated. Like, like Laura Loomer doesn't believe that Ron DeSantis's wife had cancer, and now they're going there again. Yeah. In the words of the great American poetess Taylor Swift, "Band Aids don't fix bullet holes," and that's really where we're at with all of this stuff right now. She feels like Ron DeSantis's wife must have faked cancer, and she's letting those feelings be known. And that's that's all she has are feelings. And I, God, I, are they even really feelings or just a thing that she <laughs> throws out there because they throw everything out there and, hey, maybe someone will bite or take the bait or maybe somebody will believe it or they don't care. But it's gross. It's so low. And Limer hasn't seen medical records. She's yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Obama's birth certificate either. I don't think he was born in Kenya. I, I, I don't feel that way. Let, let's put it that way. But for, for them, for Loomer, for Roger Stone or whoever's paying her now, it's a, it's a deep state false flag psyop confirmed. And look, we're obviously not fans of DeSantis here. And his, his wife is kind of weird. And I think Rick Wilson said something the other day about when they get up on stage, it's not entirely clear who's mm -hmm. running for president. But She's a mother of three and seems no. nobody deserves this. Nobody no. deserves this. Claiming she faked cancer based on nothing is extremely gross. Obviously, if there were any truth to this, it would be a huge scandal, huge story. But there's zero evidence. It's gross. It's weird. But extremely gross rat fuck is what Laura Loomer does. So... Here yeah, there's a reason why the Trump campaign didn't want her to officially join. But, you know, hey, spoiler alert, after his campaign almost hired and then fired her, Loomer hasn't changed a damn thing. She's out there still tweeting MAGA memes like her life depends on it. And, you know, I suppose in a way it might. One last thing to leave you on here is a reminder of the state of the polls. It is still not good news for Ron DeSantis. Look at the GOP primary in West Virginia right now. Donald Trump is polling at 54%. Ron DeSantis, second place, at 9%. Good luck turning that around. Yeah, and West Virginia is, of course, only one state, but the national polls still aren't a lot better at the moment. The, the current 
GOP primary polls that I've looked at, yes, even the real ones, have Trump up by roughly 30 points or more. Hey, it's still early. Still early, but it is not as early as it once was. We'll keep an eye on the primary mudslinging and circle back to this in a future episode, I'm sure. Well, speaking of extremely gross things we'd rather not talk about, again, mm. again, we keep doing this, but that that could also yes. be the name of the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we feel like we have to go into this one. Uh, yeah. mm, yep. Another drag queen Damn got it. arrested for molesting. Oh, nope. Wait. Oh, it's another anti-trans white nationalist bigot who pled guilty to possession of child pornography. Ooh, Damn. Ouch. Mm. God. Another one. Can you guys stick with the yeah, narrative here? Seriously. And and before I get into this story, I have to mention the wonderful David Nywert, who has a book coming out, and we're going to interview him about it soon, and we're really mm-hmm. excited about that. But I, I saw his post on Twitter, and I have to include this because he... Uh, he commented on this story and he said, ironically, this is the sign unfurled by his fellow neo-fascists on the same day he was busted in Coeur d'Alene. And the sign says, groomers are not welcome in Idaho. <laughs> groomers are not welcome in Idaho. Okay, keep uh-huh. that in your head as we read now from Fox 13 in Salt Lake City with the report. A Utah man was arrested last year in Idaho with members of a white nationalist group has admitted to possessing child pornography. Jared M. Boyce, 28, of Springville, pleaded guilty in a Utah court last month to nine felony counts of sexual exploitation of a minor and a misdemeanor count of dealing in material harmful to a minor. He faces up to 30 years in prison when he is sentenced Tuesday in Provo. Boyce was... That's a... Yeah. Boyce was among 31 men associated with the group Patriot Front, arrested last year near a gay pride event in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, and the child pornography case appears to be an outgrowth of what happened there. Court records say the FBI searched Boyce's phone a month after the Idaho arrest and found images depicting children in sex acts. Boyce, the court document says, admitted to an investigator he possessed the images in Utah County and to sending a sexually explicit photo of his genitals to a 16-year-old girl. Now, remember the sign, the day he's arrested. The day he's arrested, he's protesting with fascists, and they're holding a sign that says, Groomers are not welcome in Idaho. And what's in his pocket? (laughs) The evidence of this. The disassociation is just... Something else, folks. Seems like we are seeing some of the unintended consequences of the failed Patriot Front fash bash in the streets of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho last year. I mean, if you can't trust your local anti-woke neo-Nazi not to be a groomer, who can you trust? Yeah, I just I just can't believe what this world is coming to. And I, I do think it's worth saying that these charges are awful and, and we are making light of these people and poking fun at them because they are lying hypocrites and terrible and also buried in this is the exploitation of minor children which is horrific and we don't want to make light of that but we do want to point out that the people who are causing and instigating this groomer anti-trans panic 
are not no. the good guys. They are not the and good guys. And they keep guys. doing it. Every day, it seems like another one of these guys gets busted, and they're the ones that show up with the signs. They're the ones that call in the bomb threats. They're the ones that show up at the white nationalist rallies. They're the ones that are literally out there making people feel unsafe, and they're the ones that are also getting busted frequently. So try to remember that when you see these stories and when you see these rallies, like half these guys probably have a bunch of this stuff on their phones in their pockets. Prove me wrong. Yeah, it's terrible and it's and it's gross and we we need to have a talk about this as a society cuz this is a narrative that they've been very good at selling. They've been very good at convincing people that it's the the LGBTQ community that's doing the grooming and in reality that's not what's happening at this point. No, it's not and they've they've changed the meaning of the word to suit some pretty horrible at best, horrible political ends, and at worst, we're seeing where this goes. And and we saw another angle of this hypocrisy in another story that I think we also need to talk about. And it it's it is related to this anti-trans groomer debate because it does seem like the opposite of what conservatives are often preaching is what's actually yeah. happening. Yeah. And it's really funny how that works. Like, for instance, this headline we recently saw out of Rolling Stone, Charlie Kirk's TPUSA teamed up with registered sex offender. Here's the story. Shaking my head just vigorously. Please, please go on. (laughs) Turning Point (sighs) USA CEO Charlie Kirk is cheerleading the far-right boycott of Target over the retailer's pride collection, which included trans-friendly youth apparel and other LGBTQ-positive gear for what Kirk describes as their support for grooming kids. Kirk's condemnation of the retailer coincided with TPUSA's second annual Pastors Summit in Nashville, Tennessee this past week, where Kirk also denounced Target, telling a group of hundreds of religious leaders, if you love God, you must hate evil. Yet, in delivering these fevered messages about morality and child welfare, Kirk had an odd benefactor, a man whose criminal history opens up TPUSA to charges of hypocrisy. Rolling Stone has learned that one of the TPUSA Summit's corporate sponsors is a Christian fashion company that is led by a registered sex offender named Sean Bergstrand, who served time in federal prison for attempted coercion and enticement after trying to persuade a minor female to engage in sexual activity. But it seems like that's not a huge deal to the extremely worried about groomers operation over at Turning Point USA. No, no, this is something very different. Very different. Very different. Yes. Let me let me read a little more from the Rolling Stone article. They write, in today's conservative movement, nothing animates activists like the supposed liberal indoctrination of children. The, the religious right in particular espouses unhinged rhetoric about how youth are being groomed into trans and LGBTQ ideology by Luciferian leftists. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You did you get your uh, your membership renewed? Yeah, it's in the I've, mail. I've got to get mine in a little bit. Okay, I got to go next week. All right, eh, it's a good reminder. Uh, writing writing this wave of populist anger, Kirk and TPUSA have made a hard pivot from the organization's stated aim of preaching free market economics to students to embrace the cause of Christian nationalism and marshaling church leaders to the front lines of GOP politics. At the Pastor Summit, Kirk responded to Rolling Stone's coverage of this group's new crusade. 
First of all, it's not my turning point, Kirk insisted of his organization. It's the Lord's turning point. He added, I am both a Christian and a nationalist, but most importantly, I am a Christian. (sighs) One of the sponsors for this summit, alongside firms like Patriot Mobile and American Christian Credit Union, is Right Side Up, a Christian, quote, lifestyle apparel unquote, company that says tags reading B-S-I-T-L, or Be Strong in the Lord, into its t-shirts and other clothing. The company's website declares, we all have a life story, and it doesn't matter where we've been, it's where we're going that counts. Yeah, the company's CEO, Bergstrand, has a prison conviction in his life story. He's a registered sex offender, which is in North Dakota, which is a designation that the state's registry indicates will remain active until 2030. Bergstrand was convicted in 2014 for attempted coercion and enticement. The details of the criminal complaint are sealed, but a redacted indictment shows that Bergstrand was originally charged with attempting to entice and coerce a minor female to engage in prostitution and other sexual activities. A contemporaneous news report on Bergstrand's arrest includes other disturbing allegations that do not appear in the federal court record. Yes. Bergstrand quickly reached a plea deal that removed mention of prostitution. The criminal information in Bergstrand's guilty plea states that in June and July of 2013, he did knowingly attempt to persuade, induce, entice, and coerce a minor female to engage in sexual activity. Ooh. It's bad, guys. It's yeah. bad. It's really bad. Again, yeah, we are pointing out the rank hypocrisy. Not that they care, not that it makes any difference, but we're, we're at least pointing out to you, the listener, that these people don't mean it. They claim to mean it, and they don't mean it. But crimes are committed here, and it's gross. But what matters more than than grooming or the kids or whatever mm-hmm. is which team you're on. Because there's money to be made out there and, you know, suckers to be rinsed. And you're just not going to get there if you're too concerned with where some of these people have been. Because, you know, hey, everybody's got everybody's got a life story. and It doesn't matter where you've been, right? Really? Yeah, we've mm-hmm. all got baggage. Yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't, doesn't seem to matter that that comes in very different <laughs> flavors. And, mm. So. Well, it's like uh, there should mm-hmm. there should be a line, but I don't know. Money talks, and and here's the very very serious response to this story from the Lord's disciple of God's <laughs> instrument, uh, who he has empowered to lead his turning point in his these United point. States. Charlie Kurt, yes, <laughs> yeah, his turning point, capital H. <laughs> Here's Charlie Kirk quote tweeting the Rolling Stone article. What a joke. Let's set the record straight. First, I've never met this person. He was one of many exhibitors at our event. He's not a corporate sponsor, but rather a small business trying to market his company. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Good for him, Charlie. Let me let me keep going. I'm told from the team that coordinates exhibitors that he's a nice person who did something wrong over a decade ago. Oh, it's actually incredible to get him to admit, admit mm-hmm. someone on his side mm-hmm. did something wrong. But he, it's been yeah. over a decade. And continuing here, unlike Target, he repented <laughs> and the experience led him to his faith. Good for him. That's the gospel. 
Lastly, he, meaning Birdstrand, doesn't hide what happened. He tells his, his story on his own website, and the jerks at Rolling Stone took that public testimony and called it exclusive, just to unfairly smear him and play gotcha with me and TPUSA faith. Rolling Stone should be ashamed. Trash outlet that publishes trash hit pieces about an event they didn't witness and know nothing about. <laughs> well, Rolling Stone should be ashamed, he says. Right, right, right. Okay. Also, Bergstrand mentions nothing about his personal story on his website. The closest he gets is the About Us page where it says, quote, We all have a life story, and it doesn't matter where we've been. It's where we are going that counts. Mm-hmm. You know... <laughs> I think that's exactly what. Good, good for him, Griff. Griff, you stop this good segment for, right now. Good, good for, him. for him. And I think that's what I would say too if I was him. You know, it's the exact same thing I would say. Don't, don't worry about that criminal conviction and me having to register as a sex offender <laughs> until twenty thirty. I'm right side up now. Buy my merch. Do not yeah, Google do not. me. Do not. Do <laughs> not Google me. Just, just click the button and pay. Enter your credit card, pay, do not Google me. Be strong in the Lord. Everybody's got baggage. Just don't, the, yes, Jesus wants you to enter your credit card information. Thank you so much. Take care. God bless. <laughs> the hypocrisy of this is just absolutely staggering sometimes. It really is. It is. It really is. It really is. And yes, Berkshire's company was listed on TPUSA's website. And again, there's no apparent mention of Bergstrand's criminal conviction on his website or anything about what he's accused of. Maybe that exists somewhere out in the world, but I kind of think not. And it's not what Charlie claimed was going on. I know it's, it's not particularly surprising that he is twisting the facts. Well, in any case, let's do a quick Twitter search of Charlie Kirk's mention of groomers just on his timeline. Let's let's go ahead and read a few here. Not those groomers, no, no, Griff. Not those groomers. groomers. Not all not all groomers is that ooh. And I don't know if you saw it this morning but like Nick Fuentes, he tried to thread that needle saying he doesn't believe that liking very young girls is grooming at all. To him that's just the way it's always run up until relatively recently. He's really only concerned with the gay people. And he came out and said that today on his rumble show. Yeah, it worked. It worked great in the, in the middle ages and very, very trad of him. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 14 year olds were getting pregnant mm -hmm. a thousand years ago. Mm -hmm. Like what else did they do back then? Do we, uh, <laughs> they did it at one point in human history. So it's fine. I, yeah, I guess that's a, well, that's an argument that Nick Fuentes would make. So I, that's, you know, that makes sense to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it does. And, and also he wants to bang 16 year olds and it's kind of sounding like maybe younger. If, if he thought he could get away with it, I'm pretty sure he would. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's Charlie Kirk. Just some quotes from tweets of his. Protect trans kids. Protect them from groomers. Groomers should be arrested. Oh, on Friday, I can start calling people groomers again. That's when Elon took over Twitter. Uh, I, I stand with conceptual James against groomers. Oh, yes. Does. James Lindsay. Conceptual. Very conceptual of him. If they want us to stop calling them groomers and pedophiles, maybe they should stop being groomers and pedophiles. Just saying. <laughs> Just a thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
it goes on. But yes, he's very concerned about some some groomers. Some groomers. Huh. Not all groomers, but some groomers, huh. definitely. <sighs> you know, it starts to make me wonder if part of the reason they're trying to change the definition of the word groomer is because the Republican Party, the Catholic Church in particular, remember, most of these guys are calling themselves tradcaths or traditionalist Catholics, have had some pretty damning news come out recently, like we mentioned about Fuentes, about literal rape and grooming of minors. Now, this is not something they're too keen on their audience spending too much time thinking about now, is it? Yeah, the Catholic Church's history here is is not a good one. And uh, there was a recent report of more rape of children that occurred. And, and there, I, I, I hope there's not another one next week. But you, you just like you can even not only do you need to Google Catholic Church sex scandal or child rape it's like you get a city by city breakdown it's it's not good and and these these people these very serious catholics Mm -hmm. do not want their audience focusing on that you're absolutely right and if their audience is pointing their outrage at drag queens who are harmless and performing at shows which if parents don't like they can simply and easily avoid them yeah, it's really easy not to go to things with your kids. Or or to just leave, mm-hmm. like pick up your kids and go. I that's if you're there, yeah. if you're present in their lives, it's actually quite simple mm-hmm. to do that. Um but I'm not sure how often these people are and yeah, they're they're very concerned about who's grooming their kids, but I do you do start to wonder like are you parenting your kids? Are you around? Like are you are you on social media very concerned about groomers but like go outside with your kid and play catch or yeah. push them on a swing or do a normal parent thing? Are you doing any of that kind of Are you of doing stuff? that? Or is this all performative somehow for you to score internet points? Yeah. So if their audience believes the drag queens are the real groomers Mm -hmm. and just as bad or maybe even worse than the people who are arrested for literally raping kids, well, then it does take the heat off the people actually raping the kids intentionally or not. And yes, the anti-trans, anti-drag queen outrage is astroturfed. It's fake. These two things are not even remotely the same, but the conservative audience's rage has to go somewhere and it's going to the other, not the actual criminal with an arrest record and a conviction or whose name is on a internal report that the local archdiocese Mm -hmm. had to carry out because of all the allegations against. We transferred that guy all over town and eventually to a completely other town without doing any discipline or anything besides moving him around and hoping somehow the problem would fix itself. Hello, Spokane, Washington. Somehow, yes. And all the vitriol is pointed in the drag queen's direction because they're indoctrinating your kids. The trans teacher is is infecting them with woke ideology. But this guy over here who's a convicted pedophile, well, Charlie Kirk says he apologized. Mm-hmm. And actually, we're not sure that he did. And and Charlie Kirk says he's never met him. So who who knows? But he gave us money to be at an event. So he's cool. We're fine with him. He's on team anti-groomer now. The man 
who is a registered sex offender until 2030 is on team anti-groomer now. Good for him. Yeah. Glad he decided to good. get some religion and walk with the Lord. That's that's a, a very good thing. Charlie's right. And Charlie Kirk making excuses for him is the Christian thing to do. It's just, it's just the, that's what the Lord teaches. The, and cheek, his, right? the instrument of his faith at the Lord's turning point uh, endorses this uh, money, money, me, money, please, money now. <laughs> <laughs> Their views on Christianity are pretty nuanced, Jay. I mean, very principled and a couple of heathens like us are probably never going to get it, but we've seen them do this plenty. The Magosphere, the Kremlin, they copy each other's tactics on this one. They simultaneously pay and work with actual pedophiles and then smear their perceived enemies as pedophiles in the process. If they have no proof of this, and they often don't, then they simply ask the question. Then they ask it a few thousand more times. And if a bunch of influential people start to ask the question, is Joe Biden a pedophile? Enough times, guess what? Some people start to assume he must be, because why else are so many people asking the question? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? Why would they ask? <laughs> they must know something. They must. <laughs> <laughs> this is why TPUSA is making excuses for a convicted pedophile. It's why the Kremlin happily praises, amplifies, and promotes a book by Scott Ritter, another convicted pedophile. But if you're not on their team, good luck. In the Kremlin's case, there's a long, long history of smearing their opponents as pedophiles. Why? Because it's the worst possible thing you can be. So if we don't like you, we're going to accuse you of doing it. Evidence? <sighs> evidence. Who cares? You're a pedophile because we say you're a pedophile and now all of our friends are asking the question, are you a pedophile? It's a completely fucked up situation, but it's one they've managed to gamify. If their audience used just a little bit of critical thinking, they could easily see right through this and understand what's happening. But they're not interested in that. So it works for the MAGA influencer wing of the party. Yeah, well, Charlie Kirk may not be able to win a governor's race in Arizona, but he's great at raising money. At least that part's still working for him. Yeah, and like we keep saying, as long as the money keeps flowing, these people have absolutely zero motivation to do anything different or to ever do the right thing. <sighs> Nothing will change unless we make change happen. Wrapping up today's show, there were a few quick hits we wanted to mention that we think you'll want to hear about. So first off, Tara Reid. <laughs> <laughs> who you may remember as that totally credible, definitely believable person who didn't have all sorts of holes in her claims and bio and everything she accused Joe Biden of doing. Well, she she did, but she did eventually get out that somehow, some way in some story that kept changing. He, Joe Biden had sexually assaulted her. Maybe. And but maybe. But uh mm. Now she has defected to Russia. You, you, this is my shocked face. You, you can't see yeah, it. Yeah, she's just, she's just, she's just, I know that's like. You can't see it because this is a podcast, but I'm shocked. Oh, she accused Joe Biden of sexual assault. And now she. Now she's in now Russia. she defected to Russia. Weird. Weren't we just talking about this? <laughs> Crazy. I mean, you can't see it because it's a podcast, but you, I am so shocked right now. Just floored. Wow. Well, she does say that she's afraid for her life if she stays in the United States. But yeah, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that somehow. I think the only people that are probably mad at her are the ones who took her stories at face value. Well, thankfully, convicted Russian spy Maria Butina has, has been there to help Tara Reid adjust to her new digs. And she was actually... She Tara Reid went out of her way to thank her in the 
several hour long screed she gave on Russian TV that I I couldn't. I watched a little bit, but like, how much can you? How much of that can you really listen to? My God, <laughs> you think she was helpful enough to raid an apartment in the building where they've got Snowden locked up? No, I've I've seen pictures. Assuming that is actually where he lives, which honestly, I mean, who knows? <laughs> but if that it it looks, you know, it's a pretty nice place. Uh, his girlfriend is attractive, mm-hmm. or is, I guess his wife. Oh, now. Yeah, married. Um, he made an honest woman out of her. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, I don't think she's as valuable to the Kremlin as Russian citizen Edward Snowden, but she's just a little useful. So they might help her out, you know, a little, only a little. Um, but I will say the history of Western defectors in Russia is is not pleasant or pretty, and they will use you as long as you are useful and they will discard you without giving it a second thought because as much as they like the use that they can get out of you. They also really fucking hate traitors. Mm-hmm. And whether you're Tara Reed or you're Edward Snowden or <laughs> Steven Seagal, <laughs> they, if they consider you a traitor, a defector, they think that's pretty much the worst thing that you can be. So they don't put a lot of value on your life. Hmm, definitely not. And well, she'll find out. So moving on, speaking of totally credible narratives and people, it seems like the woke boycott of Bud Light and Target is spreading. Uh, thank goodness. Thank goodness someone is finally doing something. I, I It's just gone on too long. Yep. Um, but it is now it is now spread to Kohl's and Chick-fil-A. Ooh, yes. Noted wokesters Chick-fil-A have apparently hired a DEI or diversity, equity and inclusion officer. And they did this two years ago. The right just now noticed they really catch on quick sometimes. So they're mad. Yeah, real mad. Very serious. I, I saw someone posting on Twitter. It was pictures of an empty Chick-fil-A. You know, they're they're closed on Sunday, uh-huh. so you can yep. easily snap some photos <laughs> of empty Chick-fil-A's. And yeah, we got to make this the way every day. Like, sir, they, did you take that while they were closed? Um, sir, <laughs> it's a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't you be at church? Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, but ne- never mind the millions of dollars that Chick-fil-A has donated to anti-LGBTQ causes over the years. Uh, you are either with the right-wing influencers or you're against them. And right now, they think Chick-fil-A is against them. And they're mad. They're real yeah, mad. Yeah, they're real mad. Someone on Twitter actually pointed out good job chick-fil-a for managing to get boycotted by both sides of the aisle in the span of a decade (laughs) it really is it is impressive stuff you know these people will just never ever ever be happy it doesn't matter how far you bend over backwards to try and accommodate them as we see in the chick-fil-a case they are going to do what they're going to do and you're never going to please them so so what did coles do to piss them off anyway I, I think they sold a shirt with a pride flag on it. I guess that's the, is that the bar? That's now? the bar. I don't, that's the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, how dare you? Uh, the beast. Yeah. The beast has a taste for blood and they want more. And the influencers, I, I want to be the guy that started the Jiffy Lube boycott. <laughs> I want to be the guy that started the, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know that corporations don't really do this. They they don't really spend a lot of time trying to think about you know how to 
make a large chunk of their their audience mad, their potential buyers mad. But at some point, I can't wait until somebody at one of these companies tells these people in no uncertain terms to just go get bent. I think that's what it's going to take. Just go get bent and be as mad as you want about any of this stuff. Yeah. And I, I think eventually this just like roll your eyes and move on. This is they can't if it's a new one every week or a new 15 every week, it's like, what are you you going to you're going to go live off the land? Are you going to go to the <laughs> go to the caves of West Virginia? You're, you're going to be back in Chick-fil-A on Monday. You know, you are <laughs> you love that yeah. stuff. You love it. Yeah. Well, speaking of people who need to go get bent, Elon Musk is back on his bullshit. Oh, that's harsh, man. He's just he's just trying to save the world mm-hmm. with free speech or whatever. <laughs> Burning cars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he reinstated the fake AOC account that had been suspended since 2019 and then proceeded to interact with it. And it 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 got to the point where the fake AOC was in the search results ahead of the official account. And actually, if you if you saw it, it's kind of clever because the name, the fake account has the blue check mark. Um, and it does say parody at the end, but the name is so long that most of the time when you see a tweet by that account, the parody part is cut off and you just see Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and then it cuts off and you see a blue check mark. So... Yeah, the idea that people would mistake this for a real thing, even though it's a stupid and annoying Mm -hmm. and kind of comical parody. Yeah, it does happen. And as a U.S. congressperson, I can understand the concern here. Absolutely. So people, of course, to Elon were just like, hey, asshole. And then he goes and deletes it all like a coward. Of course he does. Of course. And and meanwhile, the fake AOC gets 160,000 new followers and the MAGA folks are just laughing it up, having a grand old time. And and the cherry on top of this shit Sunday is that the guy who apparently set this account up in the first place is a member. We don't know if he still runs it. But he says he doesn't. He says he doesn't. But the guy who set it up is a member of the New York Young Republican Club. Oh, shocker. Just an absolute shock that those idiots would be doing stuff like this. And, you know, of course, like I said, the guy denies being the current account operator, says he thinks it's a team running it now. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. It's never me. Uh, it's a team failed comedian, like mm-hmm. usual. Meanwhile, here's Cat Turd 2 doing his little, I can neither confirm nor deny bit. God, that guy sucks. Indeed. And uh, honestly, I'm not even sure it's the worst thing that Elon did on Twitter this week. He promoted and then Twitter shadow banned Matt Walsh's anti-trans movie. What is a woman? I know we've we've talked about this, but and and by the time this is released, how many other things are there going to be? We're trying to keep up, folks, but it's just a, it's a constant shit There's show. There's only two of us. Yeah, exactly. The head of Twitter's trust and safety, Ella Irwin, resigned. We, we think because of Twitter's decision to censor Matt Walsh's movie for misgendering people. And then somebody on Twitter's ad team also resigned. I, why? Who Who knows? I don't know. The rats are fleeing <laughs> the sinking ship. And all we know for sure is that Elon did nothing wrong. He's posting through it because Twitter's fun or whatever. And he really doesn't want the right wingers to 
keep criticizing him in his replies. Things are going great at Twitter, which is also reportedly now worth one third of what Elon paid to purchase it only six months ago. Winning. Mm-hmm. And finally, our long national debt ceiling nightmare is over. Actually, it wasn't that long this time, and for all the bluster, it got sorted far faster and with less drama than previous episodes. (laughs) Yay! I guess. American politics is doing great. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, yes, there is something to be said for experience, and in this case, Biden has quite a bit of experience with this particular brand of malarkey. (laughs) So who won, if we can really say anyone did? The takes are all over the place. I have read plenty that just have me shaking my head, but it it really doesn't feel like a whole lot happened here that wasn't going to happen anyway. And for all the all the bluster, I think Biden comes out looking better than anyone. Mm -hmm. And he was able to get this deal done He did give up some things like the increased work requirements for WIC, which progressives are not happy about. And I absolutely understand, but it could have been much worse. And I'm glad that it wasn't. And at a certain point, it's either negotiate with the terrorists or have a global recession. And I think in the end, it would have been much worse for all of us if Biden didn't come to some sort of agreement. And it's really it's a pretty good deal. And and the other changes, as far as I can tell, Republicans are going to treat it as a win, but they probably could have forced this stuff through anyway. Mm-hmm. And Biden pushed it to January 2025. So at least the next time we have this fight, it'll be after the presidential election. Thank God. It's really depressing that the economy doesn't crash is what a win for the American people looks like now, to be honest. But It's definitely a loss for Kevin McCarthy, who is clearly hoping to extract a lot more out of this hostage negotiation than he ended up with. And now he's got an angry House Freedom Caucus on his hands. Yeah, they're real mad. Steve Bannon's real mad. And there's a lot of kind of wailing and crying. But what can they really do about it? In the end, it does seem like it's only a matter of time until someone moves to vote Kevin McCarthy out, which would be amusing if it wasn't so damn sad. But that's MAGA and the Republican Party for you these days. Indeed it is. Thanks for listening to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. If you want to hear more, you can go to didnothingwrongpod.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at James, the word four, and the letter M, all one word, and Grizza, B-J-J, G-R-Z-A, B-J-J, as well as Pod. Thanks again for tuning in, and remember, everyone mentioned did nothing wrong.